Praise God. Well, I want to share a word with you. So get your Bibles out. Go to Psalms chapter one. Okay, before I get going here, I just want to remind you, um, starting on May the 25th, that's a Wednesday night. So we have tonight and two more Wednesday nights that we're going to have regular church. And then on the 25th, we're starting a new program. And for 14 weeks, it's actually 15, but Pastor Wynn's going to be in in June. And so I know we'll do a, a extended services and uh, I don't know if he'll do Monday, I mean Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever we're going to do. But we'll do, that'll mess it up. But we're going to do 15 weeks. I'm going to do a teaching and I just feel... Like this is what the Holy Ghost is telling me to do. It's all going to be based out of uh, Romans chapter 8. And it's going to be called the Spirit of Life. And I'm starting a, a, a it's going to be different format. We're going to come in. We, honestly, I mean, I love you guys being here. But, you know, you can stay home and watch it. But if you won't, because we're not going to do praise and worship, it's going to be just teaching. I want to pray. I want to teach. And I want to pray. And uh, it's going to be concise. And I'm going to be literally starting in Genesis. I mean, I'm starting in Romans. It's all based out of Romans chapter 8. But what the Lord told me is that in the time we're going into right now, we have to have a firm grip and a strong understanding of really what salvation is. Now, that sounds simple, but I'm talking about I'm going to go into the powerful things of salvation while you're saved, the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, how to walk in the Spirit, but what, what, what it really means, folks. Because I, I've told you this, told you this time and time again, I believe that we're in a time period that we're, we better be prepared. I, I, I'm not so concerned about how much food you have stocked up as I'm how much spirit you got stocked up. And so... Uh, I want to increase the listening audience and I want to get people to get behind this. You need a notebook. You need to sit down. You need to take notes. You need to write things down. Like I said, I'm not going to spend, uh, uh, it'll be a 30 minute message. It'll, we'll go out there and get it. But I'm telling you, I'm going to give you some stuff that you need to write down. You need to have it if for nothing else to be able to share it with somebody else. And there's so much junk going on and so much craziness going on in the world. And if you don't have a firm foundation on the inside of you, folks, I just don't want you to get swept away. And so I want to increase the listening audience is really what I'm, what I'm focused on. And to try to do a program just right there, because we have 80 people out there tonight or more watching the program and less in church. Sunday morning, same way, really. But there's thousand people outside listening. And I just want to build that. I want it to get to be built and build a build a build. So anyway, uh, neither here nor there. That's what we're going to do because that's what I feel like the Holy Ghost told me to do. So um, it's going to be good. I'm going to believe for miracles in the whole situation. So anyway, that'll start on May the 25th. And so uh, that's that. Okay, Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. I cannot read Psalms 1 that I don't see something leap off out of there. And I had just finished... Psalms 150, and I went back, and as soon as my eyes fell on Psalms 1, I was just like, how can, I, how can I read this every time? And every time I see something totally and completely different, it just amazes me how what God will do. So anyway, I want to read it, and then I want to get into it. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, 
nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf will also not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Now I want you to turn to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, verse 6. Proverbs 23, 6. It says, Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart's not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. Okay? Now, just hold your finger there and go back to Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. We always look at that, and we look at it like, you know, like if you're, uh, I don't want to accuse anybody of doing this, okay? Somebody did this, all right? I'll look up so nobody thinks I'm looking at you. But you, you look at it and you say, well, I'm not walking in the counsel of the ungodly. I don't have any ungodly people. I don't have any ungodly friends with me. I'm not, I'm not going down and going out and around ungodly people. And then you say, well, you know, man, I'm not standing in the paths of sinners. I'm not doing that. That's not what I do. I don't, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. This is what I do. I, I go and do, you know, and you're thinking of it physically, right? That you physically don't do that, okay? I didn't stay out at the bar all night. I didn't go into the path of the sinners, Right? Or sits in the seat of the scornful. I'm not going out there and gossiping. All right? We all think physically. But then he says here in Proverbs 23, he says, For he says to you, eat and drink, but his heart's not with you. Right? For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As he thinks in his heart, so he is. So what about the conversations that are not godly? that are going on in your head. What about taking Proverbs 1 and not making it a physical thing? Well, I didn't go out to the bar last night and step all night and you know, do this, blah, 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 blah. And you just, it, but it was the enemy got in your head. And what if it's, he says here in, in, in Psalms 1, he says, the counsel of the ungodly. Wait a minute, the counsel of the ungodly? What if the enemy has slipped in your mind and told you you're not gonna make it? What if the enemy's told you nobody likes you? What if the enemy slipped into your mind and saying, God's not going to answer your prayer? Is that not still sitting with the counsel of the ungodly? It's just in your head. It's not your physicalness. You know, well, you say, I didn't go to the bar last night. I'm okay. I'm righteous. Yeah, but what's going through your head? What kind of counsel are you having? Because as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So all of a sudden, Psalms 1 gets bigger because you're like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. I may have thought I was okay and got away with Psalms 1, but what if I didn't? Because I have been having counsel with the ungodly. 
I have been standing with the, in the paths of, of sinners. I've been standing with them and saying, that's right, man. I don't know why this isn't going on. I don't know what's happened. Never in, the, never in my life, and, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I can't figure out if things are worse or I've just gotten more aware of it, or I just got older, and so I, 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 you know, I don't know what's happened. But I just know that there, you cannot turn on the radio and start listening, even a talk radio, that you cannot get caught up in the rhetoric of what's going on that's doom and despair. There's either the big reset, all right, or there's the Illuminati, or there's the this, or there's the progressives, or there's the critical race theorists, or there's the, you know, 1619s, or there's this or that. I mean, it's like everywhere, 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 everywhere. Now, it is everywhere. Hello? But it's, if you let it get in your head and you begin to just go over and you go over it, oh my gosh, are we supposed to be, you know, get, digging a hole, making a bunker? The Russians going to shoot a nuke. I mean, I saw this deal with the, the, the Russians say they got a nuke, an underwater nuke. They go out and shoot that thing, cause a tsunami, just go completely over all of, of England and just wash the whole thing away. And I'm like, well, why do we need to hear that? You know? And so the thing about it is, you know, I was raised, I was born in 61. And uh, I don't know when it all happened. And I don't know my dates exactly. But, you know, when the Cuban Missile Crisis was going on, I remember my, I remember having a, there was a bunker, there was a basically a big fuel like bunker in, uh, that my father had put in at the house. So there had little concrete steps going down to it and everything. He always told me to stay out there. Snakes down there. That's all he had to tell me. And I never went down there, you know, <laughs> but I mean, if I'm saying then people were preparing, thought that the Russians were going to shoot missiles out of crap, out of Cuba and whatever. Right. So what I'm saying, it's not new that there's that there's trouble in the world, okay, that's not new. But the thing that's new is, is that the amount of information that's being shot over every device we have, that's what's, the, that's what's getting us, is it's everywhere. And now with all the woke stuff and then all the, you know, LGBT stuff and all this other stuff, it's just like, it's everywhere. And everywhere you turn, it's there. And it's, and it's like pounding into people's heads. And I'm telling you, the reason why, you've got to understand the reason why, is the enemy wants to get you off of what Psalms 1 says. Because the moment he gets you off, because look at the blessing of it. Look, at, he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither. We're in the middle of a drought right now. But if you're planted by the river, I mean, even though it's drying up, but you follow what I'm saying? You're in the good place, right? And God's trying to say, look, you want to be in the good place. You want your roots down into the, in, into the waters. You want your roots down deep into the living waters. And Jesus said, out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. We want the rivers of living water. We want to be the Christians that in this day and age when everybody else is doom and despair and agony on me, we have an answer. We have said, no, no. What Christians need right now is to be proficient in the supernatural. Oh, you're sick. Let me pray for you. Boom, get healed. Not just go down in a lull. Oh, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. 
I can't tell you all the things that are going to happen, but I can just tell you what my God says. I can tell you if we stay on the right path and we keep the devil out of our heads and we keep ourselves not walking with the sinners and talking to the ungodly in our heads, then we're going to be where we need to be that no matter what happens, you're set because you got hooked in right to the rock. Okay, so... Joshua 1.8. I mean, we know this one, but what does God tell Joshua? I mean, just think about it. Here's Joshua. You've got to imagine how hard it would have been for Joshua to be the one who's going to go into the promised land when he's having to follow Moses. Whew. I mean, you're following the, I don't want to say the greatest man, but I mean the biggest prophet who unbelievable relationship with God almighty and you have to follow him because he didn't cut the mustard and didn't make it. So can you imagine what Joshua felt like he's going to go lead the children of Israel into the promised land and the thoughts that he must've had going on through him. And so what does God do? He comes to him and says, look, of course he didn't get to read Psalms one, right? But he goes in there and God, God's saying to him, hey, listen, meditate on my word. Keep my word within you. He said, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written. And for in then you will make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. So he tells him, he said, look, this is this is what you've got to do. This is what you've got to get hold of. This is what you've got to get into you, Joshua. You're going to fail if you go into the promised land, fighting giants, doing all this kind of stuff, getting down there and doing this. You're going to fail if the devil gets in your head and you don't perform Psalms 1, but there wasn't Psalms 1. You with me? He said, the only way you're going to do is you have to meditate on the Word of God. You have to keep the Word of God going on you all the time. Folks, listen to me. I do not know why, but this morning I woke up, and I woke up roughly the same time, and I went in there to go read the Lord, and then I started in my head singing the old song, Doom, Despair, and Agony on Me, Deep, Dark, Depression, Excessive. It just came out of me, just popped in my head. And I'm like, What? Why would I be, why would that come up? I didn't say anything, whatever just popped up in me. And I said, I know what to do with you. And so I went and threw up my Bible and got my phone out, got my scriptures out, started praying, started reading, started confessing, talking to the Lord. And then a minute, you know, I never even thought about it again. But that was my first thought waking up this morning. And I thought, man, I didn't watch any reruns of Hee Haw, no nothing, you know. <laughs> And why that would have just popped out? Well, it's in there because it got sewed in there years ago, watching too many, much of Hee Haw. So anyway, my point is, at that exact moment, I had a choice how my day was going to go. Right? There's no sense complaining about it that I had that thought in my head. There's no sense getting mad at the devil. There's no sense pointing fingers. There's no sense. You just got to deal with it. All right? And then as soon as I started out, and, and dealt with it, immediately everything left and I had the richest time with the Lord this morning. Just got, I mean, he just sat down and he just showed me everything to do and he showed me, put it in there and I got a notebook out and I started writing things down. I mean, it was just like, da 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 okay, 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 slow down, okay, slow down. Can't write that fast. But it, there was a choice right then at that morning if I would have listened to the miser. Are you with me? 
If I'd have listened to the miser talking to me, immediately I would have, I, I would have gone down the path and I would have been doomed to swear and agony on me. Come up to the church tonight, just put a sign, close, go home, figure it out yourself. <laughs> no word tonight. Right? I mean, that's what we want to do. And you got to understand, that's what the enemy wants you to do. And he works in our flesh. But if we know what the reward is, Psalms 1 tells us, what are we going to do? Man, we're going to stand there. And then what's going to happen? Mm -mm -mm. We're going to be like a tree, strong tree, planted by the rivers. You know, the other night, was it Sunday night that that little storm came through or whatever happened? Was it Sunday night? There must have been like a little tornado uh, went through. And uh, next morning I got up. I heard it. Heard thrashing around on the porch and whatever. But I was just, I was asleep. I just slept right through it. Woke up the next morning, walked around. Limbs broke off and stuff. And grass all smushed down. And you could see where something had done all weird. Chairs thrown around everywhere. I thought, isn't that funny, you know? We could have died right there, and I was just asleep. And I said, thank you, Lord, that I'm just resting like that. I mean, just didn't, didn't have a worry in the world, didn't, you know, whatever. That's the way, and that's really the way it should be. I was reading the story where Jesus was walking on the water, and the disciples were rowing, and the, and the wind's contrary to them. And it's in, it's in Mark's gospel, and uh, six, I believe. And they're rowing, and I'm trying to figure out this. I'm trying to imagine this scene. They're rowing, and the wind's contrary to them, and it's, it's hard. And so I guess, I guess they're just, it didn't say anything about waves in that chapter, but I, I guess it's just, you know, the wind's blowing against them and they're just fighting the, the wind and it's just hard to go. And Jesus is, it says, would have passed them by walking on the water. So then I thought of that. I said, either Jesus is walking really fast or they're rowing really slow. I mean, you know, he's going to pass them by walking. And then I thought, isn't that funny? He said he would have passed them by. And I thought, man, Lord, don't leave me. Don't pass me by. Don't pass me by when I'm struggling with this craziness. And then immediately it says they saw him. They hollered out. And he said, don't be, oh, that's okay. Don't be scared. It's me. Because they thought he was a ghost. This is me. And then he got in the boat with him. And the boat was immediately on the other side of the land. But he, if he was going to pass them by, my point is, how many times in life are we sitting there struggling, but we don't recognize Jesus? And if we just recognize Jesus, to come get in the boat with us and take us to the other side. But some of us are kind of hard-headed, and we just keep rowing and fighting, and we're going to get there. Maybe we can make it, or we just keep going through the same thing. Folks, I'm telling you, if what you're doing is not working, you need to change it. If you're miserable and tormented in your mind, you need to change your thoughts. And the only way you can change your thoughts, you have to replace your thoughts with what the Word of God says about you. And the only way you can replace your thoughts with what the Word of God says about you is read your Bible and know what the Word of God says about you. The other day, I was going through and just trying to find something to watch YouTube or listen. I was listening to a podcast. And it was so funny because I'd listen to one preacher and he'd preach and, and it would make me say, what? You know, what, what is it? What are we talking about? And then he listened to the next preacher and, and he brought me 
peace. And then I listened to the next one. And I was like, where did you get that from? And I was thinking, how much crazy teachings out there in the world? And every one of the crazy ones that I came across, of course, I didn't listen to it very long. I shut it off since I saw it was crazy. I thought, man, if you just knew what your Bible says, if the people just knew what the Bible said, they'd all be saying, that guy's nuts. But see, people don't know what the word of God says. So therefore, it's easy to get in there. Jesus said in the last day, many false Christs are going to rise up. There's going to be many, many deceived and go on. Well, I'm telling you, folks, we, effort, we need to keep our minds stayed on the word of God. Amen. And uh, then you're going to be that tree. Solid rock planted in. So look at that person beside you and say, I feel like a tree. Don't say you look like a tree. Amen. Amen. So, no doom, despair, and agony on me. All we got is good, good, good things. Amen? Amen. You see, because Philippians 1 and 6 says that God started a good work in you, he's going to finish it. Amen. See, even when you're faithless, God's faithful. Right? Yeah. G 24 says he's going to present you faultless and blameless before the presence of God with exceeding joy. Even when you're praying. Ephesians 3.20 says, even when you're praying, he wants to give you more than what you're praying for. Just imagine that. Every time you pray, God, I just thank you, you know, la, 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 la. And he's like, oh, I want to do bigger than that. And then you, then you say, okay, well, we'll pick it up. And you go bigger than that, and he's like, yeah, I can do more than that. You're not going to beat him, Right? You're not going to beat him. He's always going to have a bigger plan than what you could ever even come up with. Amen. 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 Well, stand up if you would. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just pray for people tonight. I pray for everyone, Lord God, that where they've been tormented in their minds by ungodly thoughts or tormented in their mind by doubt and unbelief or whatever it is, Lord. I just declare that tonight that yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. And I just declare, Lord God, that they are going to hear from heaven, that they're going to know what the word says. They're going to get the word down into their hearts. They're going to get it, uh, the, the enemy out of their minds, and they're going to get focused on what's, what's true, what truth is. Lord, I just pray right now that people that have been so discouraged, Lord God, that that word would be in their heart, that you would, they would know that God just Nehemiah 2 and 8, that the good hand of God is upon their life. The Lord Jeremiah 29, 11, that you have a plan for their life, a hope and a future, a good plan, Lord. And they would hear from heaven and it'd be a revelation to them. Now, Lord, I thank you for it. I ask you to bless them tonight. Bless their giving, their tithes, their offerings, Lord God, their businesses. Lord, in this time when everything is going higher and higher, I thank you, Lord, that you make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, you create avenues of finances to come into the people's hands, Lord, those that love you and that are, that are, that are blessing you. And Lord, I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you, church.